Jeff, Laura, and Backstage Ben. Things we said on the radio. Time for Attitude of Gratitude. Mondays and Fridays at about 6.10-ish. We get into the week and we wrap it up with some positivity. And Benny, I'll go first. Uh, just, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I missed the routine of work. I missed... I missed our chats. I missed our off-the-air conversations, the stupidity, the dumb <laughs> videos, all the things that are kind of part of the morning routine. Uh, I missed that deeply. It To the point where the kids, about 48 hours ago, asked, quote, are you ever going back to work? <laughs> that's, that's always reassuring. Yeah. It was like, yes. Yeah. I'll have some equipment so I can do the show from, uh, from the house on Monday. I... Uh, Man, oh man! Like you always hear, uh, we're we're creatures of habit, and well, it was nice to have by about week uh, day eight or nine, I could feel the doldrums of the repetitiveness of the, mm-hmm. the holiday season, kind yeah. of just eh, there they are, and then I was starting to get a bit of an itch, and man, uh, when I couldn't jump right back in last week because because uh, of Corona, I. Uh, I was so looking forward to today's show. So I'm, I am super grateful for the ability to wake up early, <laughs> put on the headphones, and jump into a show. So as simple as that may sound, that's that's very much where my my head is at. So I'm super pumped, and uh, let's find some optimism in this year. Yeah, absolutely. It, it takes very little uh, to, to either have some negativity, feel it, see it, smell it. So going to work even harder just to uh, to find some happy in all the things that exist in the world. So uh, that's where I'm at for attitude of gratitude. How about yourself? Well, I'm I'm grateful. To have you back, buddy. <laughs> That's definitely not to piggyback completely, but yeah, I mean, uh, grateful for everybody who stuck with uh, with the show last week as I <laughs> fumbled around for most of the shows. But no, it was good. Um, I'm grateful to have you back. I, my my initial one was actually going to be, and it's completely separate. Enchiladas. I uh, I <laughs> I ate so many enchiladas over the weekend. We made enchiladas on Saturday night. Yeah. And then I had them as a very hungover breakfast yesterday, and then lunch and dinner <laughs> were all enchiladas. So good. I enjoy that when you make something, and, and you can stretch that out to a dinner, and everything is everyone's pacified. Like you know that that'll work. We're fine with that. Yeah. That's that's very much still the hol- the extended holiday vibe. So well Absolutely. played. Absolutely. That, that that is a veteran move for sure. Uh, little notes. I'm thankful for snow pants wine. And a bitchin' queen named Tammy. Well, there you go. <laughs> Your sister pants misses you. Happy Monday, uh, London and Waterloo Region. Be nice. There it is. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. I did not know that. I did not know that. I did not know that. The Great Resignation will very much likely continue here in 2022. About one in four of us will be doing this. Workers just looking for a new job. The, the biggest shift, and this shouldn't surprise uh, anyone is the fact that tech-related industries, IT, um, computer slash business, and uh, computer slash finance, so things that you can do from home. Now, I don't know if it's the inspiration on TikTok being like, crypto, yo, just get into crypto. Buy dirt coin, you'll be rich. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it wasn't the uh, you know the week off over the holidays that made you go, yep, I'm doing it. I'm calling it a career, and uh, I'm going into crypto. Yeah. Uh, the, the big thing, though, is retail, food, and hospitality industries are, are getting hardest hit. Now, with that, they're talking about the cycle, that there is an upside. Those that will be graduating and coming out of various programs will have the ability to slip into a job that likely would have taken them three to five years to obtain. So there's that. 
medical field. And and there's always times where certain industries bottleneck. Uh, it was years ago where I had friends trying to become teachers, and they just couldn't get an actual teaching position. It was the LTOs. It was kind of the part-time fill-in stuff. Yep. Well, that is changing as people retire. Well, now with the medical field, and this shouldn't shock anyone, fatigue is a big factor. So many people are off, understandably. So for those that are in the uh, field of medicine going through for post-secondary education or certificate training, really now is uh, it, it, there's been no better time. <laughs> the interesting thing, Benny, and you can I love this about people is you're saying you'll actually see a spike of of resignations in and around there's two two months, June and December. Any guesses to way that may be? Summer holidays and well, Christmas. <laughs> that and then, then piggybacking that is mid-year and end-of-year bonuses. You stay there. Ah. You get, <laughs> of course. You get your check and see you later. <laughs> it's been nice knowing you. I'm out of this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe it's time to hop on and, and update your LinkedIn. You might be surprised. Now, the, th- the trouble is, I, like, I know a friend who actually secured herself a tremendous job. She got headhunted through LinkedIn. And wow. over 40% increase in salary. Holy cow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All now, right. I don't know about you, Benny, but every once in a while I get a message through LinkedIn and it's someone who's telling me that they, you know, they're a life coach and they want to jump in and help me get the job I want. And it's like, Psst, I'm kind of doing that job. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the job that I want. Last time I checked LinkedIn, I had like six years of happy birthday messages that I just... <laughs> that was about it. <laughs> or that congrats from no, that person you've never met yet. Yeah. You connected yet. Yeah, it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but just in work form. That no is kidding. LinkedIn. Uh, so this is the year. Uh, we, we thought 2021 was a big one. They say 2022 will be the highest amount of resignations across the, the globe. Not just North America, but globally as we see more of a shift and Maybe maybe you'll take a part time job in the metaverse, huh? Oh boy, I don't know about yeah. that. We haven't even taken a multiverse. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mornings with Jeff, Laura, and backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. Twenty twenty two brings a lot of optimism for people. New year, new new you. Whether it's health and wellness or some education, you're going to get after this year. Really make it count. Just to be uh, kind of in the world of a heads up, let's add some more information to your life. There are some some new laws that have come into place. A couple massive ones with great importance. Conversion therapy now banned in Canada. Took long enough, so that is done. We'll check that box off. This one... Remember last year, some of the bigger uh, countries getting to be- together going, okay, now th- now we promise to stop using public money for coal, oil, and gas development. So Canada, one of the many, along with the U.S. and U.K., 21 other nations to go, yep, by the end of 2022, we are going to cut checks and give grants and all that kind of fun stuff. The thing that kind of stood out to me is now that we, uh, we're into the year, this 2022, we're going to have a ban on single-use plastics. Oh, that's happening. Except for the following. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. So a lot of uh, places you go to uh, checkout bags, like grocery bags. Yeah. I thought a couple of years ago the whole point of charging you money for them wasn't to make profit, but was to deter you from using them. That nickel a bag deterred little to no one. It absolutely did. Not. So checkout bags are apparently going to be banned now they have they announced by the tail end of last year uh we're not quite ready yet but here's the first six that we're really going to look at stir sticks i don't know when the last time i've used a stir stick um the the six ring uh you know the beverage for for six packs those little rings oh yeah yeah 
Those apparently are gone. So uh, cutlery straws. No, paper straws, man. I don't. I don't, there, I don't know. It's not the answer. No. I love sea turtles as much as the next person, <laughs> but I cannot stand those paper straws. They are the worst. They can ruin a drink. You know, you yeah. get yourself a big old juicy burger and some fries, yeah. and, and you're ready to get into that ice cold pop, and then oh, it's a soggy, yeah. soggy paper straw. There's got it. With all the smart people and technology that exists in the world today, there has to be a, a better answer. And don't text in metal straw because that isn't it. That's not the answer either. No, I, there are, are there are some aren't ketchup bottles made from plants now? Like the plastic in the ketchup bottles are somehow like some synthetic plant thing. Yeah, but you read the fine print and it's like little to nothing in oh. regards to re. It's shocker. They're they're not being oh so truthful on all of this. Right. Um, they're going to let us continue to use plastic garbage bags, so we aren't going to have to you know put our garbage in a burlap or a cotton bag just like those reusable diapers and then once you take them out to the bin and they dump them in the bin and then you bring them in and throw them in the wash yeah. machine no, no thanks good, no good. not not a thing milk bags and, and snack food wrappers like i have not understood the milk bag you go to other places on planet earth and they just have milk jugs yeah, milk bags are a Canadian thing, and they're like we get ridiculed from well, that's having it. bags of milk. And if you're part of that milk mafia, and I say that jokingly, if you're, if you're in the milk world, what can we get an explanation like on the origin story of the milk bag and and why we can't distance ourselves from it? We can't evolve into something better for for the planet. I, from my understanding, it was always it had something to do with exposure to light. Like there's it, they break it down. It's in the other bag, so even when you're in the fridge. It's not getting as much light as like the regular when the bag once it's in the jug. So I mean, I don't know if you get a four-liter jug of milk if that's just going to curdle quicker because it's got so much light. I have no idea. I, well, that's just it. They they sell jugs at a lot of variety stores. So yeah, you, you can still buy jugs of milk. And in Manitoba, I, it's it, you struggle to find. And living there for a couple of years, they they lean way more towards jugs than bags. Bags that like that's the oracle. If you can find that, that's something <laughs> special. Like I uh, I, I want to offer a trade though. So for anybody who's ever shopped at, at Costco or some big box stores, certain brands of paper towel. So you get the big 12 or 16 pack of paper towels which are then individually wrapped oh, in plastic. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's nuts. That is nuts. Now, I, I get that if you if you're taking it out to the car and that thing busts open and into the the wet ground and rain or snow, sure it's spoiled, but I don't know. Again, going back to that straw, I'm willing to sacrifice something else, the extra plastic There's, on my paper yeah, towel yeah. for a straw. I, I wish we could, you know, as you're saying there are making exceptions. There are toys and I can't think of what they are right now, but they're almost like like LOL dolls are one of them. But they come in a plastic ball that mm -hmm. is garbage. Yep. And then Ollie has had these robots that you build, and each appendage of the robot <laughs> is in its own packaging. <laughs> and you either dig it out, or you, there's like slime, and you have to pull it out. Like it's all this weird stuff to make. But it is. There is more garbage out of those little toys. And then the toy itself is garbage within the yeah. span of like a week. <laughs> uh, one more that uh, is excluded is contact lenses. Well, you, you don't think. Like, if that was something that was on the table. Yeah. How could that even be an option? How little shards of glass in your eyeballs instead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go back there. We've got some old school. Yikes. Again, just put it in the dishwasher. Yeah. Just hope you don't lose it, but, but that's what you're looking for. Now, while not law, but this is the last little nugget, is uh, DOFO and the province. They want to help us out at the pumps because we've we've all seen the rise in gas prices. Now, late yesterday, it was about a $1.38 uh, a liter for regular. 
Well, they're going to shave about six cents uh, a liter by March 31st. So in doing the math, that means if you've got a 60-liter tank, you are saving yourselves $3.60 every time you fill up. Mm. $3.60. So it's... It's going to be $67 instead of $71. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a cup of coffee on him, folks. Uh, So there there are some of the changes to take note. I'll be really curious. So when they really kind of hunker down and focus on that single-use plastic, because that'll be a massive overhaul. I've gone to the big reusable plastic bins for groceries, and I kind of love it, got to admit. It's uh, a little bit more lugging, but... There are some places that don't have bags at all, and you either use their... Like, if you forget to bring in a reusable, their reusable bags i think are a quarter now they're like they're not the two bucks that they used to be they're smaller but yeah. still that's that's not bad or you can use the vegetable boxes which are <laughs> such a huge pain <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right mornings with jeff laura and backstage ben virgin radio it's the help desk thank you for holding on virgin radio this message comes from confused cupid if you want to be a part of Help Desk, you can always slide into our inbox at virginradio.ca or into Instagram, socials. We're there, too. So today's story reads as follows. From Confused Cupid, my girlfriend and I have been together for four years, and it's been fun and interesting. But our joking ways, they've become less jokey. For instance, her banter is always related to something she dislikes, has expressed concern over her worries or insecurities, and I never quite comprehend whether it's just a dig or or banter. But she seems to be turning up the heat. She says banter is supposed to be about those things to make light of them, whereas I think she's using that as an excuse to be nasty, but in a jokey manner. So the whole camouflaged insult. Mm -hmm. I can feel the emotion behind the comments, but I just can't figure out why and that, that they don't sit right with me. She says I'm being too sensitive or taking it too seriously, but why joke about something serious and you don't want me to take it seriously? I am at a point of confusion and don't know what the next step is. Hmm. That's a tough one. I have had friends like that where the friends, all they do is dig at everybody. And it's not like yeah. it's a specific target, but they're, it, it seems like it's a very negative way of joking around. It's like insult comedy almost to an extent, yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't want to be getting a roast every time I go out for dinner <laughs> with them. It, to me, I, shouldn't you feather those in every once in a while? Yeah, absolutely. So it, it doesn't become your theme or how how you're known. Like, oh, there's Angry Jeff. Like, yeah. You, you want it. There, it's often funny when it's well-timed. But if, if that is your overall theme, and especially in a relationship, if, you know, you're making dinner and having a conversation and everything t- feels like a dig or an insult, I feel like, yeah, there's there's clearly something behind it. But how do you have a conversation with someone when you try to get serious? They just make jokes of you being serious. Yeah, yeah. And without coming across as too overly sensitive, too. Like, anybody who's dishing out those insults or whatever, like, just jokes of whatever kind. If you're not going to bring it up, it's going to keep happening. If you do bring it up, you're like, oh, here we go. So what would the angle of attack be? Again, you've got someone that when you... So their day-to-day is jokey slash insulty. And then when you try 
try to get serious, they continue to be jokey and insulty. Now, they may just be real bad at seriously. Like, I, my wife, for example, she giggles. She laughs at funerals because she's she's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's a thing. Now, maybe this is some sort of emotional reaction when, when this partner gets into that that kind of that topic or that under that heading. Okay, the defense mechanism is instantly I'll throw some insults, make some jokes, throw some laughs to try to soften the blow yep. a little bit. Yep. I I do not just like you would with a child after a while and they're not listening, you say, listen, so I'm about to be serious. If you can't handle it, that's a you problem. X, Y, Z. Here's yeah. what I'm upset about. Here's what's going on. I need you to have a serious approach with it. And, and if they're unwilling, then... And I'm, then maybe there's a greater issue that, to look at versus just, you know, the zingers every once in a while. Yeah. One one oh five three ninety seven five ninety seven five. What's what's the angle? Where are we going? How do we how do we make this something that is because, you know, any good relationship, you should be able to have those moments. There's always a time and a place for sure. But clearly when it's all the time, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the option that this other partner's going with. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. From Confused Cupid. Email reads, sorry, message, old-fashioned here. Uh, the message reads, my girlfriend and I have been together for four years. It's been fun and interesting, but our joking ways, they've become a little less jokey. For instance, her banter is always related to something she dislikes, has expressed concern over her worries or insecurities, and I can never quite comprehend whether it's a dig or, or just banter. She says banter's supposed to be about the things to, to make light of them, whereas I think she's using them as an excuse to be nasty but in a bit of a jokey manner. I can feel the emotion behind the comments, but I can't figure out why they don't sit right with me. I think we've figured that out. Yep, so you don't yep. like them. But uh, she says that I, I'm being too sensitive or taking it too seriously. I'm questioning our future together because she's unwilling to be serious when she needs to be. Oh, okay. Well, then... If you can't have the serious conversation because they keep joking about it, then you can throw out the most serious thing ever. So are we going down the path of us being done? Oof. If, if we if we can't have a serious conversation about us and how we operate or feelings, they can only get so far. That's true. Yeah. Uh, someone just, uh, simple. If the girlfriend knows it bothers him, why does she keep doing it? People who like to be insulting, insulting, always claim the other person's being too sensitive. Yeah. Uh, yes. It's too yeah. easy. Yep. Hundred percent. We've talked earlier uh, in the last segment about it being a massive defense mechanism for so many. You know, it's it's. I don't want to say the bully syndrome, but that is a lot. A lot of the times, the case where you've got someone that they've got sharp words and they walk around with a little bit of this aura or puffy chest about them, but in reality, is that uh, their their skin is very fragile. It is thin as an eggshell, and and their defense mechanism is always to be on the offense. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, in the message, you said they've been together four years. Yep. I wonder if it's just started recently. And I really I agree with this one text message that came through that said it might sound crazy, but hear me out. Could the pandemic have something to do with it. I find a lot of people are just getting really crotchety and negative, and that's maybe why she's been a little bit more negative than usual. I almost, I can totally see that. We have had the conversation, we've had it on the air too, where you got to take a step back and like, this is why we have attitude of gratitude. Like, focus on the positive. It's too easy to focus on the negative too many times. It's very possible that it's just kind of worn her out a little bit. 
sure. And and maybe that is part of the conversation of like, hey, are you, are you having some COVID fatigue? And that I think we've kind of come to discover for all of us. And at certain times and certain places, it's very real. Like yeah. you, whether it's a Friday afternoon or work has become too much or or family life, there's too much going on. You, you have that moment of snapping. But if this is kind of your everyday theme of how you carry a conversation and you've got to throw a dig or an insult in there, I, yeah, there's, to me, there feels like there's a greater problem that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed. But get so have the serious conversation. Go, okay, so you can throw jokes in here or not, but I'm gonna. Here's my tone. Yeah. X X Y Z. Here's what's going on. If you're willing to join me in this step, like I need I need 30 minutes where you don't joke and you can just give me an adult response to something. Yeah. Yeah. And a good then point. we can we can wrap that conversation up and then get back to those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you're the partner and you've got someone who's throwing the insults and digs and it's just too much and then yeah you. If they're unwilling to come along, then you need to, well, you do things together. Maybe this is where you start having some independent thought about the relationship and its future. Yep. Because if you send that in a, in a note to us, then obviously it's something that's been bouncing around. For in your sure. Mind. What is the next move? Is is there a step? We've got a bunch saying, yeah, I've got a partner who does a lot of similar things like this, saying one text that reads, said, oh, my God, my other half does this, makes jokes, and then goes, well, if you're offended, there must be some truth to it. No, I just don't like what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a jerk about it. There's also that. (laughs) Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben every morning. Virgin Radio. It's the help desk. Thank you for holding. On Virgin Radio. This is from Confused Cupid. If you missed the kickoff back at 740, here's a quick little recap. So it reads, my girlfriend and I have been together for four years, and it's been fun and interesting. But our joking ways, they've become less jokey. For instance, her banter is always related to something she dislikes, has expressed concern over, her worries, her insecurities. And I can never quite comprehend whether it's a dig or just banter. She says banter is supposed to be about those things to to make light of them. Whereas I think she's using them as an excuse just to be nasty in a jokey manner. I can feel the emotion behind the comments. I just can't figure out why they don't sit right with me. She says, you're too sensitive or or taking it too seriously. I'm questioning our future together because she's unwilling to be serious when she needs to be. Now, first two little segments and chatting about this, kind of not on the side of of Cupid, but trying to to see it through their eyes. Let's flip it around. If you're a spicy person and you just, you talk spicy, you react spicy, that's who you are. Maybe Maybe they are being too sensitive, way too hypersensitive for you because there there will be partners out there that you can throw a lot of mud and, and, and sling some things and it doesn't bother them at all. And that kind of piggybacks on the theme of one text that says, this fella needs to take her at her word. Don't read too much into it. Uh, uh, things that break up relationships. If, if in the future she has a problem, remind her that you asked her and she said that I was being too serious. Overthinking can ruin a relationship. Not being honest can ruin a relationship. Hope things work out. There are, we've had people saying, um, you know, quite often in a joke, there is some truth to it, unless you're being completely outrageous. But obviously, if they're bringing up aspects of you that you consider insulting, there may be some truth into it. I don't know about overthinking necessarily. I think that it, it's something that needs to be addressed. And it's something where you might have to kind of suck it up a little bit and just say, look, 
I know I don't want to come across as too too insecure, too serious, not you know t- being offended too easily, that sort of thing. But like this is this is something that has got to change. I have had a similar conversation with people, or been a part of a conversation where. People are like, man, you're not fun to hang out with when all you're doing is ripping on everybody. Yeah. You know? like, that can almost just be the way that you do it is you almost turn turn the tables a little bit on your partner and just say, you can say it in a joking manner. You can say it in a completely serious manner. I don't like talking to you when this is when I get back. And here's the thing. This person, this partner with the zingers and, and kind of the insulting nature may have one but not all the pieces you need for comedic timing and funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> insults can be funny if well-timed. And it's that whole, you know, it's nice to have one or two chocolates out of the box. You don't want to eat them all, all the time. Yeah, and the rule of any roasting is after you're done roasting, <laughs> say something nice. Say something nice. For once. Yes. <laughs> Before the internet took over, like, remember the comedy roast, like Comedy oh, Central? Yeah. That's, yeah, you, you learn perfect formula. Uh, very good example backstage, Ben, uh, of just that. Yeah, if you're going to throw a couple of zingers, you, you always can be like, okay, on, 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 and here's the off switch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So then maybe that's the activation. You say, listen, okay, you, we're aware you like to be spicy in conversation, but I need to know or have a moment or can say to you, okay, I need to hit. I, I need to hit pause or off for now because I would like to be a little bit serious. Mm-hmm. Then you can flip that back on. And if if your partner's unwilling to go there, then obviously you have greater problems. And it's not a matter of overthinking, but compromise is that she should give a little and then you give a little to find a place that you're both satisfied with. And if you can't get that going, then obviously then maybe there's someone else you need to talk to, a neutral party that could sit there and witness this and then give it more of a, a formal analysis than mm-hmm. just a couple of dorks uh, early morning on Monday <laughs> <laughs> helping you to break it down. <laughs> Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben on Virgin Radio. It's Guest Gossip on Virgin Radio. Backstage Ben in for Laura. So you've got the Backstage Bulletin right now. We will kick it off with the big one that uh, stunned everybody yesterday, Bob Saget passing away in his Orlando hotel room at age 65. Uh, Such sad story. I was saying earlier in the show that uh, the kids and I are actually watching Full House right now, and there was a point in everybody's life where Full House was the cheesiest thing of all life. But it is, I mean, it's wholesome. It's surprisingly very funny still. It's a great way... for me to introduce the kids to like live action sitcom sort of style shows. Um, really sad. I've always been a big fan of, of Saget, despite how kind of corny he could be on TV. Uh, he directed Norm MacDonald in Dirty Work. And I just, there's a part of me that just thinks, you know what? They're just giving each other's aristocrats jokes right now. <laughs> in the afterlife, having a good time. It's really, really sad. Uh, no real information has been released. He was found dead in his hotel room. Sheriff's Department of Orlando said that detectives found no sign of foul play or drug use. That was a concern that some people had. He does have a bit of a history of uh, being a bit of a wild man uh, behind the scenes. But uh, he's also known as one of the kindest people in Hollywood, the the pouring of love uh, from tweets from fellow comedians, anybody who worked with him on Full House, everybody says he was the most soulful and kindest people that you could possibly ask for. It's, I, I don't know what it is, it, you know, you'd need a trained professional to kind of break down, um, but you have this connection, right? They, depending on your age, he came into your home when you were younger, in your mm-hmm. teen years, or when you were 10 or 11 watching Full House, or even Fuller House, and, I mean, you never met him, I never met him, but... When, 
I, when I saw the, the news alert, it was the, it's, it, I don't want to say gets you like it's someone you know, but it gets you like it's someone you know. Absolutely, it does. There's no question. I remember, you know, with any major passing, whether they didn't know you existed, but you sure did know that they exist, and they had yeah. an impact on all of our lives. So it is it is sad to see to see his passing, and so just so unexpectedly as well. The Golden Globes they happened last night. So, Jeff, you may have missed it. I mentioned um, NBC last year made a statement saying that they were not going to be airing the Golden Globes based on diversity issues that were going on within the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. So they said, we're going to give you a couple of years to figure it out. Uh, Between that and between the surge of Omicron right now, uh, they decided there was going to be no red carpet, no celebrity presenters, and that simply because they couldn't secure any celebrity presenters because they weren't being televised. So they happened. There are are, the awards were given out. Not a whole lot of people even tweeting about it. Um, uh, oh, J- Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman did tweet out a thank you and an acknowledgement uh, based on the fact that she won for her uh, role uh, as Lucille Ball in Being the Ricardos. So, some of the big winners from last night's Golden Globes, Power of the Dog, the Benedict Cumberbatch cowboy movie, pulled in the most amount of awards. It was only three, but it won Best Drama, Best Director, and Best Supporting Actor for uh, Cody, uh, Cody Smith-McPhee. West Side Story won Best Comedy or Musical. Best Actress for Rachel Zegler. We're saying she's going to be on everybody's radar from now on. And Best Supporting Actor for Ariana DeBose as well. Uh, on the TV side, we did have a little bit of uh, Succession. People loving Succession uh, was a big takeaway. Hacks for Best TV. Have you seen Hacks? I have not Gene seen Smart. it. No. Uh, I was suggested, my sister suggested I watch it. It's, it, it has to do with stand-up comedians. Uh, Gene Smart ended up winning for Best TV Actress in a Musical or Comedy. Uh, it looks great. Jason Sudeikis walks away for Ted Lasso as Best TV Actor. Really happy to see that. Uh, I love that show. Kind of sad. I was hoping that either Martin Short or Steve Martin would get something for Only Murders in the Building because that show that show surprised everybody with how good it was. Yeah. But it ended up not walking away with anything. <laughs> uh, one of the bigger... Uh, stories from last night. The first Korean actor to win a Golden Globe was Oh Young Soo from Squid Game. The old guy. The old guy from Squid Game. Oh, no way. Best TV supporting actor. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so congratulations to him. Uh, it's just kind of a nice way. The Golden Globes, they kind of dig a little deeper with with shows like Hacks, Dope Sick, One, Mayor of East Town, uh, and Succession. So it gives you a little bit of uh, radar on what you should be watching uh, since we're not really doing a whole lot else otherwise. I uh, I have very much gone to the end of most streaming services, so yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little refresher list exactly. for sure. The one thing I miss about the Golden Globes, and I don't know if it's just his humor, it, it because he attacks is is, yeah. is the Ricky Gervais hosting of the Golden Globes. Always, but good. equally, I just liked kind of being in the room, right, with the camera work and seeing actors, actresses having you know cocktails and laughs and sometimes too much to drink. Yeah, oh yeah. Now in recent years, the theme was was political and a voice and a platform. And understandably so, right? Mm-hmm. You have this vehicle to get a message to to millions of people, so people they would use it. But I just enjoyed the the more casual approach or nature to the Golden Globe. So maybe with a bit of time off, it uh, it could be something of interest for people in 2023. I 100% agree. That was it. The, as much as the Oscars are like the big show, the Golden Globes are always the most entertaining award show. But uh, not this year. Not this year. Jeff and Laura with Backstage Ben. Virgin Radio. It's Virgin Radio. Jeff, Laura, Backstage Ben, who, uh, well, pal, you frozen. So. I was going to say the same thing. You're frozen on my, on my screen. Uh, That's well, we can still talk to each other here. Yep. Uh, okay, so uh, 
<laughs> Let's see how this rolls out. Now, Brianna joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, so you can hear me. I can hear you. That's some good news. Perfect. We uh, we want you to try to beat backstage Ben. He has 258 wins, 32 losses, 92 ties. That is his, his current record. The goal is that, that you alter one of those categories, preferably the smaller numbers, the 32 or the 92. What's your what's your vibe? Like, ha- Did you have a couple of days off over the holidays? Like, Are you feeling rested? Where, where's your head at, Brianna? Um, well, we, I did have some days off, but I have three kids, so mm. I don't know if that's days off. No days but, off. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, no days off. Okay. I'm full of useless knowledge. So uh, that's that was my next thing. You've heard so many facts coming in from your kids now. It depends on how much you actually fact checks. And maybe that'll be beneficial, part of this whole little trivia game. Okay, so we will kick uh, Benny out of the studio. I will have to text him to let him know to come back in. And I can see, and I swear on my on my dogs and, well, the one that's sleeping beside me, um, that, that Ben is leaving the room. There is no backstage Ben in the studio, and I can hear that door shut. There he goes. Don't forget your key card, because... <laughs> If he forgets that, we are in a world of trouble. Because then it'll just be you and I for as long as uh, it takes for him to get back in. All right, Brianna, and uh, and since I have no access to the official sound effects, it's going to be a uh, ding or an ee and that's by my own voice. So are you ready to try and beat Backstage Ben? I'm ready. Okay, so question number one. Pips, P-I-P-S, Pips, is the correct term for dots on what game piece? Or pieces? Um, I'm going to guess on it and say dice. Oh, dominoes. Oh, okay. Tough one. And I haven't checked on on, on dice. So I, all I know is it's, it is certain for dominoes. Question okay. two. Name the actor who was the first to star in eight consecutive number one movies. Oh, goodness. Um, now, I'll even throw you a hint because Ben has some knowledge of the, the world of movies. Uh, we are addressing a male actor. Hmm. Um, Robin Williams? Oh, incorrect. Will Smith. Oh, really? Will Smith. You go down the list, yeah. Late 90s, early 2000s, just a bit from Bad Boys, like Independence Day, you've got a lot of number one hits in the world of movies. Okay, third and final. Let's try to put one on the board, okay. and, and, and then if let's try to lean towards a tie. That'll be, that'll be something here. What is the world's largest landlocked country? Can you name that? Oh, gosh, I'm the worst at this. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, some people love geography. Some have used this simply for travel now as an adult. I'm just going to guess Russia. Oh, you're oh, close. Kazakhstan. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not having fun <laughs> times at the moment, but Kazakhstan is the uh, is the correct answer in that. Okay, so 0 for 3. That is, uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. But equally, <laughs> these are complex for, for Benny, and I, I'm not fully certain. Okay, let me just text him. I'll do the Benny yell through text. Okay. <laughs> he is going to make his way back in. It says delivered. And this is the suspense time. But yes, Kazakhstan, the, the largest country with no border access to the open ocean. 
Well, I uh, I almost forgot my key card. Like I had the door open, <laughs> and I had to swing back in and run in to grab my key card. All right. Okay. So I just well, I'd said off the air to, or to Brianna on the air. I said if if Ben can't get back in, it's going to be her and I for quite some time. Yeah. It's, it's not like there's an engineer hanging out at this point in the morning. All right, Benny. Unfortunately for Brianna, she uh, she picked up no points. Oh, yikes. <laughs> So I the benefit <laughs> yeah, for Ben now is that he, that he only needs that single digit uh, to pick up a win. Okay, question number one. Pips. P-I-P-S. Pips. The correct uh, term for dots on what game pieces? Um, dice and dominoes. How? Okay. How do you know that? <laughs> Big game player. <laughs> I, I, I guess. So but you know I what that I, dice. I know. So I'm going to go back. So I'm going to give Brianna that point because she said she said dice, and I said I'll, the only answer I had confirmed was dominoes. Oh, gotcha. Yep. It's, so it's there both. now. Hey, now we got a one-one tie. Oh, now we're tied. All right. Okay. And is that fair with you, Brianna? That's fair. I'll take okay. that. Uh, <laughs> You'll take question, the point. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, question two. Name the actor who was the first to star in eight consecutive number one movies. Will Smith. Ah. Ding. That's correct. I remember, and then he strung, He was in a string of, like, number 10 movies for a little while, yeah. but I think he's on his way back. Has he won a Razzie yet, or the Raspberry Award? Yes. Uh, I think seven pounds might have been the Razzie that he got for. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, there's that. Okay, so 2-1 uh, Benny in the lead, then the, just for vanity's sake, let's see what this third question brings. The What is the world's largest landlocked country? Ooh, landlocked. I have no idea. Uh, if I could give half points for being close, Iran, Brianna would have picked one up. No, incorrect. Kazakhstan. Oh! 2.7 million kilometers, bordered by Russia and China. Uzbekistan in the list is, yeah. is pretty extensive. Okay. Yes, and landlocked okay. by the Caspian Sea. So there it is. It's a 2-1 win for Backstage Ben. You can do your own celebratory music since you're there and behind the scenes. Congratulations. Yeah. Well well done. Uh, Brianna, Cl- Cl- hey, you picked up a single point. Right? There's Last something- minute, but it came through. That's right. And and I think actually that's first in a long time, if ever at all, that we've been able to recall a point uh, w- with some certainty on this when, when Benny said it's correct. So there it is. <laughs> I do one win with Backstage Ben. So he picks up win 259. We would, uh, Brianna, you're welcome back anytime. We appreciate you being a good sport because I beat you a few times now and you keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. There it is. You're very welcome. We'll give Brianna, or we'll give you a chance, just like Brianna, tomorrow at around 8.40 to try and beat Backstage Ben. Jeff and Laura in the morning with Backstage Ben. On Virgin Radio. Electric cars. I mean, for anybody who had the conversation over the holidays of, oh, maybe a new car, new us, and you're, you're looking into it because more and more... Manufacturers are not only coming up with electric vehicles, but they're doing that to uh, to a brand like Ford with the new F-150, the Lightning. So you've got a classic truck that has been tested and loved by people forever and a day, and now you'll get an electric version. And again, you go across all brands. But Tesla, you'd say when you talk electric or you think it, that's the first one. They they updated their pro- – now, they do often. They do updates all the time. And Tesla's full self-driving beta – it lets you choose from three driving profiles that dictate how the car will react in certain situations on the road. And it has, and this makes sense. This is easy for the user to understand. You have a chill mode, you have average, and you have assertive. Oh, so my. Chill is obviously, you know, there's a greater gap between you and the cars. Are 
ahead and that kind of thing. Sunday driving. Yeah, thank you. It's a little bit of Sunday driving. Now, they did release this in October. Now, they pulled it two days after the fact because people were sitting at the lights. Okay, there's a red light. And then the car starts making a left-hand turn on a red. What? <laughs> oh, my. And for someone who, like backstage Ben, suffers from the fear of left-hand turns. <laughs> <laughs> that, Triggered that by would, phobia. Yeah, that, would, uh, that would only amplify. Could you imagine oh making a left on a red? Your heart would sink. Um, and so thankfully, they were able to do a little patch to that and, and fix it. But here's the thing. When you get into some of the, the average and you switch to assertive, the Tesla starts to do things like rolling stops. What? Is this what we, like, speed-based lane changes, following the distance, and even going through some yellow lights? That is outrageous. <laughs> that is nuts. Part of their verbiage was to make it driving more human. Isn't that the point is to take the human element out so then there should be, in theory, less mistakes made? Anybody right now who is listening to this has driven through either London or KW, and you know that human driving is the worst possible driving. Yeah. In fact, isn't that an option we want to shut right off? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's not a good idea at all. But again, we'll go back to it. It's Tesla's full self-driving mode, and they say it's important to note that this feature doesn't make the car completely autonomous. You're calling it full self-driving mode. I... I don't trust machines enough to ever go full autonomous on any car that I'm ever in. I don't, I can't imagine, compl- like, I barely want to be in a car that another human is driving, yeah. <laughs> much yeah. less a machine that, I mean, as we came into the studio this morning, as I came into the studio, I wasn't sure we'd be on the air because of machinery. <laughs> <laughs> All because it wanted to know if you had a password yeah. or not. <laughs> If you don't answer your password in, I'm making a left on a red. Yeah, I'll show exactly. you. <laughs> so thankfully, they've been able to iron that out. But that's food. That's those are things I didn't think about. All I see is electric vehicle fuel costs at about a dollar forty a yeah. liter. This makes sense. I can't wait to step into one. Yeah, but let's also not forget the replacement cost for a Tesla battery can be well over ten thousand dollars. So that's, you're rebuying a quarter of the car when you need to replace a battery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. And what does that look like if you buy a used Tesla? Do you have two good years of battery life? Or think of the best equation you could think of a cell phone. If you if you I, buy I used, just gonna say, yeah. if you buy a used cell phone, what's that battery life like? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. far is that going to travel? I hope they so, don't have the Apple model of just starting to crush the battery after. Yeah. <laughs> New Tesla models out so long. Oh, man. So there it is. Yeah. Elon, uh, he hasn't worked out all the bugs. They're, they're trying. But they, they feel that chill, average, and assertive is going. That's going to be the very next step and kind of the final phase that will just be continued to be altered as it goes. And they can polish it with new updates. But they feel that then that will incorporate the best driving uh, modes for, for consumers. So you get an assertive driving car behind a chill driving car, and that's how the robot wars start. (laughs) (laughs) We have seen this movie before. (laughs) Over to you, Toyota.